This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Welcome to Connect with Community Waikato on Free FM 89.0. I'm Holly Snape from Community Waikato and with me today in the studio I have Sarah and, and it's awesome to have you here Sarah, one of our senior advisors and I mean senior not in terms of age but experience. <laughs> Probably both actually Holly but you know I appreciate the thought. <laughs> so we're going to be talking a bit today about planning. It's that time of year where you know um, summer's all around us, that always feels quite good. But uh, we also have another year, I don't want to say looming, um, that sounds <laughs> negative, what would it be? Another year just coming, another year emerging. Yeah, that's right. That's a bit more positive. Yes, thinking about how we're going to work with all our groups. Yeah, yeah that's right. And um, and I think, you know, you're such an organised person, you're <laughs> certainly much more organised than myself. I'm organic. Fair <laughs> enough. I just like felt pens. What can I say? Yeah. And but I tell you what, I think um that you have a superpower around planning. I think it's a really special power to have. And today we're gonna talk about planning and the importance of it because even for organic people like myself, we actually do need to take the time to sit back and think about what it is we need to do and how it is we need to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today, um, some details around that, and the various types of planning that people could be considering. This is going to be a bit of a conversation, because it's that time of year where we want to be more chatty than we do so, super so let serious. Me, so let me ask you a question. Sure. Do you, do you write a list for the Christmas shopping that you have, to, have had to do? Um, I do, yes. And yes. do you write a shopping list? Yes, and I know I love to cross things off my yeah, list. Yeah, so I you get are a done. planner. Yeah. You are a planner. You just might not acknowledge it. Yeah, it's yeah. a good point. Yeah, yeah. No, and lists do make me a little bit happy, I must say, because <laughs> they help with progress, don't they? And it's absolutely the, it's the same thing when we apply it to an organisation. Yes, I'm just going to throw it at you and say, what are the different sorts of plans an organisation might consider? Well, I was just thinking about. Um, uh, my week to date and um, yesterday I worked with a group where um, we did a list of uh, uh, what they do in a week and the different roles that the different people have so that was just working out um, maybe they're going to relook at their work streams and mm. who picks up which piece of work um, Earlier, earlier, I did a strategic plan with an organisation, so that's where the organisation really looks at their direction for the next three to five years. And that's always, I really enjoy that one, because sure enough, I do get my flip charts and my pens and, and go hard and, you know, draw a few pretty pictures. Um, but that's always a good one because it always surprises people about what they end up with. You know, mm. they... They might have this idea of what their core purpose is, and and at the end of the day, they they relook at it and go, oh, actually we've tweaked that and we've changed that word, and and that's going to change what we're going to do yeah. in the next year. Um, I uh, I also talked to somebody um, about uh, funding. Funding has changed for a lot of organisations, mm. and uh, interesting that that's um, you know. I like I like to play with 
funding plans, you know, funding is of interest to me. Um, and again, I like to, to think ahead about where I might get my funding from, whereas uh, we've got some groups who tend to look at where they've gone before yes, and, and just stick to same, same. And I'm trying to say, well, things will have changed for them too, so... You Keep know. your opportunities open, diversify your revenue. Yeah, well, all of all of those things. Yeah. So, so for me, planning is just a, um, it's a, it's something that happens in community organisations, whether they know they're doing it or not. Yeah, uh, it's just yeah prevalent, really. Yes, there's also, um, and we're we're going to spend a little bit of time talking about this, but there's also um, planning in terms of. The documents we put together in the first instance um, that help us run and organise um, an organisation um, and help us navigate um, what we're doing. So our, our founding documents, for example, have our purpose, that sort of, you know, what it is we're there to actually do, how it is we fill charitable purpose, for example. Yep. Um, but it also has a range of other things in there, like how might we connect with each other um, or work with each other? What uh, what do we do when things go wrong? And and actually planning for that and having that in your founding documents quite important. I guess the reality is that hot topics for us are around having a code of conduct. Um, how are we going to cope with conflict between, you know, board and staff or between board members? You know, there's been a bit of that lately. But I agree with you, it goes back to the founding document, you know, their deed or constitution, which, which is going to guide that. There's, there's also the, the additional side of that, which is, you know, working with a group at the moment where the previous manager um, left and there was a six-week gap. So there wasn't any sort of formal handover. Um, and so it's left the new manager needing to go and find those documents and being able to work out so what is um, not just what is our core business but you know what are our procedures and processes yeah um, you know it can be it it sounds daft but you know um, what if you don't know who the signatories are on the oh, bank account look you know you say it sounds daft but it is absolutely my experience of the first organization I worked for in community where I walked in after would have been a six to eight week break with no one actually being there. Um, I didn't know the code um, yes. of the house to get to get in. Um, I didn't know the telephone number. I didn't know the PIN number on the phone. Didn't know who the signatories are. Didn't know that I was meant to pay the PAYE. Right. Like, it yes. was just, yeah. I had no idea about anything. I didn't know, I had nothing. I had access to nothing. There was no operations manual yes you know um and and that was poor planning um by the time i left i had quite an extensive operations manual my thought was if i got hit by a bus could someone yeah. pick this up and run this house so it had everything from the relationships yeah. we had who we connected with with our funders what were the main funds we went for to the small things like what is the code when you come into the house to turn off the alarm and how do you do that and so that out of all the plans we work on at Community Waikato, that organisational plan is actually my number one. Um, I've had a similar experience to you. Yeah. Um, I've also worked with an organisation where sadly the manager died and, there, you know, what yeah. was the information? Um, it sounds, again, uh, for me, one of my first experiences was fairly urgently needing a plumber. 
ah. and and not knowing, you know, who is our preferred plumber? Who do I, who do yeah. I ring? <laughs> yeah. uh, and so to, I think our, some of our organisations get, you know, understandably get so caught up in the big picture, which yeah. is, you know, you, you need to. But actually, for me, the first plan at the front of the folder <laughs> yeah. has to be the, you know, who are we, what do we do, uh, who's our bank, who are our key people, yeah. um, who are the key holders, yeah. um, who's got the passwords. Uh, again, working with a group at the moment who are trying to communicate with charity services, and charity services are understandably saying, well, you know, What's the what's the magic password? Yeah, uh, and no one knows what it is. So, and then you've got to go and find a, a previous chairperson to make the phone call to verify all this kind of stuff. And again, all of that can be well. You just don't need to worry about it if you've planned and and got this stuff sort of recorded. Um, and I think uh, for me, it's around people thinking about. So, what is planning? And if you think that planning is just forethought, it's mm. just thinking, thinking ahead about the what ifs, yeah, and what the, and and how that can actually help the people coming through, because the other thing we've talked about, Holly, is at the moment, there's a fair bit of turnover in our sector, mm. for a number of different reasons, uh, but for anyone coming in, whether it's the chairperson, a new trustee, a new treasurer a new staff member, uh, for someone to put a bit of forethought in yes, <laughs> to give them some heads up, yeah, I think that's really important. Um, and I think, you know, it's the our, our role at Community Waikato, you know, helps people to facilitate that. You know, yeah. I, I don't want any organisation to be afraid of the word planning. You know, that's yeah. that's the stuff we can help them with. Yeah, it really is. And it is really quite fundamental, isn't it, to... To being able to not just have a bit of a, a sense of what's coming, but it also helps you recognise when things are deviating. Yes, for sure. Yeah. It makes you think about, um, you know, that graphic that our colleague Karen has, and I really like it, and it's sort of basically got a pathway with your outcomes at the end of it, but it's got these branches going off it where basically you've got to allow for the opportunities that might come in along yes. the way and and how does that have you deviate uh, but also when things go wrong um, are you ready to uh, realize that you need to to deviate but your your outcome is still featured yes. it's still where you want to end up you just might have some glitches along the way yeah or some opportunities along uh, the way I, yeah, yeah that's that's uh yeah you know that's that if you're a half glass full kind of yeah. person, you'll you'll look at every situation and and go, okay, what does this this mean for yeah. us? Yeah, so COVID's a really interesting example, eh? Because it, yeah. it really changed um, what a lot of organisations could do, even. Yes. So um, partly what they were doing, partly what opportunities were presented, but partly there were roadblocks. So places having to close, people unable to work because of their age or vulnerability, and various other things like that but it came with a whole lot of opportunities too i think uh the most recent example for me about that is is um staffing mm. where where groups are looking at 
you know, ag- again, their, their vision, their mission might not have changed, but the how they're going to get there might have changed. And that's probably as a result of um, change of, of people, but also change in the way people want to work, uh, the way they uh, want to um, be engaged with their with their clients, you know, with the people that they're working with. Mm. Uh, but also, does it mean, uh, and again through planning, that the people that might have been your volunteers, have some of them now become your clients? Mm. We've also got that happening as well. And uh, encouraging those volunteers... Um, again, looking at the the positive side of it, is so how how do those volunteers um, sort of reshape themselves to 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 move over to being uh, clients yeah. or or share that transition? So mm. because they've got the experience of being a volunteer, to transition over to be a client and actually encouraging others to do that too. Yeah, and things like that, um, which which. Yes, in some ways you can think, oh, really, is that what you want? But the other side of it is that uh, that volunteer is now bringing more people into the service because they're competent to do that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's been interesting times for sure. Mm. We're going to take a short break, um, listen to a little bit of music, and when we come back we will continue our conversation about planning.
Love is a battlefield. <laughs> Feels a bit like that some days, doesn't it? Old Pat Benatar, classic. Uh, talking to Sarah today, uh, who's one of our senior advisors at Community Waikato. Been in the community um, for quite a long time. Background as a teacher, but you bring a facilitation um, skill to, to the team. And we're talking about planning today, which is quite a, a large part of the work you do with community organisations. It's funny, I had to remind myself um, uh, earlier this morning that I'd once been a teacher. Gee, that's a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gee. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was actually reflecting on all the, um, all the school performances at this time of year oh, that, you yes. had, that you had to organise, and I was yeah. always um, not very good at... Uh, my classes were never the, the best at uh, their performances. It's not my thing at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're, we're talking about, though, um, planning for organisations. And um, we've planned for a range of uh, workshops over next year, which, you know, to, to help guide people, I suppose, with some of their, particularly around the funding planning. And, and that's really fundamental um, to organisations being sustainable. Yeah. <laughs> but you've yeah. also tacked on, and I think this is a great idea, um, other workshops so that when we're in communities around the region, um, we find the funding workshops draw people, eh? Yeah, I think, you know, the last two years we've been online a yeah. lot. And so one of our our main intentions for 2023 is to take our workshops back out into the yes. uh, into our communities all across the all across the Waikato region. But the other thing that we've picked up on is that people are have got used to being reactionary. Yeah. You know, and they're having to react to uh, suddenly this COVID in the organisation or we need to yeah. protect our clients or uh, actually we can't go out and plant trees because the, there isn't a supply. Yeah. You know, I mean, yes. all of those uh, things. So we actually want to come back into our communities and go... Um, Come and do these workshops with us. Have lots of discussions. They've, they're all quite interactive. Um, as facilitators, none of us are really, um, you know, feeling as if our online sessions have the same. You yeah, know, there's not the same dynamic. Are, eh? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. They 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 sort of feel more like webinars. Um, yes. which reminds me of teaching, and you know, I left teaching for a reason. Yes. You know, so I, I prefer the the. The, the multi conversations. Uh, anyway, so so what we're we're looking to do is to support those organisations to constantly think about what's ahead. Mm. And so uh, when we go with our colleagues to to do the funding workshops, those funding workshops are very much around um, how to fill out grant applications so they tend to have a focus on on grants yes and then they look very briefly at what the other potential income streams can be yeah what we want to add to that is planning around your funding yeah so thinking about what is it that you actually need money for in the next three years uh, what are the priorities so how much are you going to need where should you go to get that? Mm. But also more about what else do you need to think about first? So, for example, if you haven't got a budget, yes, no fund is going to want to even engage with you. Yeah, And a budget is another plan. It's, yes. it's a plan around money. So 
looking at things like how are you going to build up your your budget? Oh, okay. To know what your budget needs to be, you actually need to know what you want to do. Oh, that's your strategic plan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, all connected, <laughs> so, aren't they? they? They really are. Do you find people get overwhelmed going, but we don't have that yet? And like, is that, you know, yeah, how do you work? What I love, the bit that I love most is that um, we're also going to do these clinics. So, so I might be there facilitating a workshop, but one of the other advisors will be there sitting in a corner and when someone goes, you know, head in hand this is all starting to look too hard we'll actually pull them across and go look, we can do this, we can help you work this out. And you know, strategic plans for us Holly, sometimes it's just sitting and talking with people and we manage to pull out for them you know, what their vision and mission is Because they know it in the heart, eh? They just don't have it on the paper But but once you have it on the paper, you can share it with the rest of your organisation too so everyone's on the same page Yeah, exactly (laughs) Uh, So you actually end up with uh, my intention around these funding plans is that you end up with a document that again, we've talked about earlier, it means new people will be able to come in, look at this, and for the next three years, see where the funding's going to come from. Yeah. Uh, and also, um, you know, one of the things that, that upsets me when I work with groups is when I see that they've gone to a big funder for a small amount of money. Yeah. Because that was the funder that was up next. Yes. You know, and then they've they've gone there and really missed an opportunity to go, actually, if you looked at your budget, it might have been better to go to that funder for, for, something, for yes. something else. But also, I think if we help them look at their budget and what it is they want the funding for, we can actually also talk to them about what are the other options. Mm. Because... Going to funders for grants can't be your only option. There yes. needs to be something else. Um, and they, I, you know, to me, that's the the fun planning. For others, it's a bit daunting because it normally means that there has to be some work to yeah. to follow up. <laughs> yep, absolutely. <laughs> um, but I think that from our workshops next year, if we are able to give some groups more confidence in um, why they exist. And, you know, what is their core purpose? And then how can they fund what that purpose is? Yeah. And if part of that is that they discover possibly that they can't fund it next year, then it's time to look again at your strategic plan and tweak it and go, but what is achievable and what is it that people really need the most? Yes. And I think that goes back to your comment about, you know, results of COVID and all these changes. And I do think we've got groups who are uh, are re-looking at what they currently do and is that what they want to be doing yes. over the next few years. Mm. There's a lot in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why we like our jobs. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so can you tell me a little bit more about when some of these funding and other clinics, um, yeah. workshops and clinics, are happening around the region? So we're going to start in February. Nice. Um, and really they're just going to run all through the year. Uh, yeah, I, imagine, right I, I imagine you'd start in February in Coromandel because that's where the water is. Oh, Holly, how did you know that? <laughs> it's exactly where I would go. Yeah, we might have booked 
Coromandel and Fitianga for sort of, you know, about the 21st and yeah. 22nd of February. Sounds you know? like a good idea. I, <laughs> I feel like I haven't been out enough. I should probably join you. <laughs> Funnily enough, it wasn't hard for me to find a buddy to come on that particular I bet, trip. Yeah. I bet that was yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, so we are. We are if, yes, it might be that we're starting up on the Coromandel yeah. Peninsula, but... Um, Honestly, we are. We're going all the way around the region and we want to cover everywhere. But what I'd also say today is that if there's anyone listening in going, that sounds like a bit of me, if if they go onto our website and we haven't got something coming to their community or they'd like something Mm. specifically for them, them, to please get in touch because we really do want our organisations to... Um, to like planning, you know, yes. to think that this <laughs> is actually a really good thing and not something scary. And we can be responsive. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So do get in touch. I think that's great advice. And just very quickly, um, do jump on our website, www.communitywaikato.org.nz. There will be all the walk- workshops that are coming up on our website, so do check it out. Thank you very much. That is us for another week. You have been listening to Connect with Community Waikato, 3 of them, 89 For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.